0: Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection,
1: That didn't work at all. And a lot of people have now clicked off the video. I can't lie, I don't blame you. Hello, my name is Cyberwatch culture? Welcome once again to another episode of Ups and Downs, this time for smack down And it's a very special smack down because later on today, we are mere hours away from Survivor Series and from Wargames. What the flub is going to happen? Well, let's go and watch some Friday Night Magic to try and figure it out by taking the finger of power and giving the good bits an up, the bad bits are down. The start to smack her down was perfect. That's right. This is literally what happened. Damage control, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley came to the ring. And Bailey was all like, hi, I am so sick of you, Bianca Belair, because I think you're stupid. So out came the Raw Women's Champion with her team. And she was like, well, you think I'm stupid now? Don't you want to know who our fifth member is? then Becky Lynch just returned. So she got a massive pop. Becky looked great. Everybody had a massive brawl. And we had this stare down between Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley. A match I want to see. Then we were done. And I kind of stood here and stared off into the distance and went, yeah, that's how we should do it. Because it just goes to show you don't need to overthink stuff. We were trying to achieve the big comeback for Becky Lynch. And that's exactly what we did. All wrestling companies could learn from this. Ah. And given we've got the opening segment out of the way, it's time to turn to our ups and downs segments. Because on Raw, or Dynamite, whichever one it was, we introduced a very fun new thing called the Fan Forum. Where I, Simon Miller, I'm going to read through your comments. So we have a little bit of back and forth going on. So I'm just going to go through last week's video, and this is from the Rego Geo, who says. Johnny Sins. Hang on, let me do another one because this is from Peyton Mills who says, Simon looks like a British Johnny Sins. Why did I ever come up with this stupid idea? Listen, I didn't know who Johnny Sins was back in 2016 when I started doing these videos and I was working in an office then. And do you know what I did when people started saying it? I Googled Johnny Sins and I had to go into my boss and apologize. I get it. I look a bit like a porn star. Get over it. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's get back on with SmackDown because our first match was then Santos Escobar taking on Butch of the Brawling Brutes in the semi-finals of the World Cup. I thought it was absolutely terrific. I mean, Butch began by trying to break every single bone in Santos's body, which is a very good way to win a wrestling match. Then he kind of propped him up against Ali the announce table, and he chopped him. I was like. I'm not sure if the benefit of using Alan there was, but good for you. As ever though, this top rope is becoming a problem because man, <laughs> Butch went up there and Escobar decided he must need something to try and get his wind back. So he pushed him and poor old Butch went flying off into the ring apron. And I do believe that is, hang on. You there, boy. What part of the ring is the harness? Boy? Yes, boy. Which part? was well, it's the ring apron. Everybody knows that, of course. The ring apron. The hardest part of the ring. It was around this time, too, that I realised even though the Brawling Brutes had come to the ring and it was mostly focused on Butch and Rich Holland, they do enter to a remixed version of Sheamus' theme and they're not even Irish. Don't know why that tickled me, but it just did. Soon Butch was doing moonsaults off the apron as well because he loves that thing, and he was taking out the rest of Legado del Fantasma because, of course, they were at ringside hanging out playing Nintendo and casting distractions. They were then back on top, which seems silly, although Butch snaps and tosses fingers, so once again, that will do it. But this is once again when he turned his attentions to the other members of the group. And I was like, Butch, Butch, don't do it. It's too much for you. You're just a wrestler. You're going to be distracted. This one thing went nuts, though, because we zoomed to the backstage area. Area where Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens were getting into it with the bloodline and we need to find out who aired this on the big screen because if they hadn't have done that, Seamus and Rich Holland wouldn't have run to this area to try and help them. So there's some kind of conspiracy going on here because, of course, it meant Butch was then left all alone. He didn't have any friends. Legado del Fantasma came together. They cast interference. Santos Escobar hit that Phantom Driver thing. One, two, three, and he won. I was kind of surprised by that, although it is good because Santos is still establishing himself. And This was actually kind of all kinds of smart because not only did we progress the World Cup tournament, but we also turned it into our main event program, and that keeps ticking along. I am giving it up. Bray Wyatt was out next, and everybody went crazy. And I keep seeing all these things on the internet, people saying, it's taking too long. I don't understand the feud. Why can't we just get on with it? Listen to the reactions, man. Everybody is into this. Bray Wyatt is selling a ton of merchandise, Let's just be patient and wait and see what happens. Sadly, Wyatt does feel like a rabbit dog and he hears whispers in his head. So I suppose he's like a rookie Randy Orton. But he also massively regrets what he did last night to LA Knight because he wasn't in control. He knows that we all want him to be the monster. We all want him to be the fiend. And as soon as he said the fiend, everybody went, ah, the fiend. Then he said, but I don't really want to be the fiend. And everyone went, oh, boo again everybody's tapped in he also said that it wasn't him who attacked la night last week which is when all of a sudden uncle howdy appeared on the big screen and we got all this spooky wookie stuff we saw all these highlights of bray's career and he just kept saying things that would make you go i don't want to be here anymore There was also a telephone number apparently during this i didn't see it but i read about it online and if you do call it you get to like Bray Wyatt's psychiatrist who just says a bunch of flubbed up things. So once again, we're just building this and there's layers and there's layers and there's layers. And I actually think it's terrific because I know that he's feuding with La Knight, but do I know which direction it's going to go in? No. We also did cut to after this. It was all like, I don't listen to this guy. He's an idiot. He's a goober. I don't like him at all. So we're definitely going to do this match at one point. And somehow it's just the perfect pairing and it's just the perfect dynamite. This gets a massive round of applause, and of course, it gets it up. SmackDown then got weird. It always happens because it was the Viking Raiders versus Hit Row. And while we have been planting those seeds, I don't think a luscious tree has grown out of the ground enough in order to have them match. And also, ever since Hit Row has been on the main roster, like I like them, I think they're terrific, but something just isn't clicking. Eric and Ivo were all over these guys too when Ashanti the Adonis seemed to hurt his knee and I was like, oh no, that can't be good. He still got the hot tag to Top Dollar who did run wild, but then stupidly, he got the Adonis back in there who obviously couldn't do anything because only had one leg. So Eric and Ivar hit Ragnarok, which is a cool name for a finishing move, God of War, and they got the one, two, three. I mean, this went about two and a half minutes. I mean, it does have to be an asterisk here because we had an injury angle. Again, Ashanti's leg went out. I don't mean on a date. It was broken. But something about it just fell flat. And the whole time you also had Michael Cole going, oh my gosh, Sarah Logan. She talks to the like Vikings powers that be and they relay the messages to the Viking Raiders. I'm, like, I'm sorry, that's absolutely gibberish and i am kidding of course i do like that stuff you should do it in wrestling but this one hasn't found its footing at this juncture although it only ever takes a few weeks to sort these kind of things out
0: life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
1: But it's getting it down. We then aired a social media video that was doing the rounds yesterday. And man, do you have to go and see this because it is Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley going to the Mysterio household for thanks dinner, Ray opening the door and being like, no, you cannot be here, you're like the worst son ever. And because they're heels, they break in and they absolutely whooped his ass. The best part is at one point, Dominic uses a broom over Rey Mysterio's injured leg I didn't realize it was a broom at first, and I thought it was a kento stick. So I was like, man, now wrestlers just have kendo sticks in their houses. But honestly, you need to go out of your way to watch this. Hell yeah, WWE, for using social media in this way. It's so damn entertaining. And poor Ray too. He went to Triple H, to like, I don't want to be on Raw. My life is terrible. So he put him on SmackDown, Gunther murdered him, and now this. I also like Dom and Rhea together so much that I would make them the tag team champions. That's right, the women's and the men's. I'd make them both. I am giving this a up. Talking about backstage antics too, it was at this point that we saw that La Knight had been murked again backstage. So you'd have to presume it was Uncle Howdy this feud continues. It then turned out there was a reason that we started to tease everything between Braun Strowman and Gunther last week. And it had nothing to do with the fact that Braun was going to win the World Cup tournament. Because we had another semi-final. It was Raw Strowman versus Ricochet. And I can't believe this. I can't even believe these words are going to come out of my mouth. Ricochet won in about three minutes. What? Now, lots of people were saying this is down to the fact that Braun Strowman made silly dilly comments on internet the other week, which he did do and Michael Cole even talked about him. But even if that is true, I never thought I would see the day when Ricochet defeated Braun Strowman. I mean, super fragile, casualistic, expialidocious. Rick was still bonkers at the start as he went up to porn and just started slapping him around the face. And I was like, how is that going to help? And of course it didn't because Strowman then grabbed him and he threw him around for a while. I think at one point, he went over Alan, the announce table. Ricochet did spam the dropkick button at one point, but again, it was just like, nah, wee, as he went flying across the ring. But this is when Gunther and Imperium started to walk to the squared circle. I was like, oh, baby, here we go. Because they started yelling at Braun, and of course, Strowman is just a wrestler. He can't handle that. He's instantly going to be distracted. But Ricochet is also a sports entertainer. So he hit the most devastating move in sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And even then, I was like, no way. Ref went one. I was like, it's not going to happen. Ref went two. I was like, ha, ha, this is a joke. The ref away went three. I can't even talk. And this was my face. Couldn't believe it. Imperium then started beating everybody up before Strowman and Ricochet worked together to get rid of them. And Ricochet even had his hand raised by Braun. So there's so much we can do here. We can do Gunther versus Braun and it makes sense, but also the winner of the World Cup tournament is gonna to be gunning for the Intercontinental Championship too. And this is what I like, crossing the streams. The Ghostbusters were wrong in this one sense. All of this worked and I'm giving it up. Also just realized though, that is two distraction finishes so far. I forgot to mention the first one. So bring it down, tick, tick, there you go. And then things got good. Is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn bumped into each other backstage? And KO wanted to give Sam a piece of his mind because he was like, what are you doing? Why are you mucking around with the bloodline? Can you not see what I see and everybody can see? My dog can see. My auntie Joan can see. They are going to turn on you. They are going to screw you over. So if you want my advice, I think you should strike first. The real joy here, though, <laughs> was Jay Uso, because throughout the entire time, he was behind some kind of a door and he was listening in but he was not doing this subtly at all. He was like the flipping Pink Panther or something. His head was basically out the crack as he just looked around and somehow nobody saw him. I mean, Stevie Wonder could have seen this, but thank you, thank you, WWE, for wildly coyote this situation because you could only ever do it in wrestling. And honestly, the way that we are building this storyline and I'm so damn excited, There's no two ways about it. Of course, it's getting it up. Especially because afterwards, Jey Uso just happened to walk in and go, well, hey, Sammy, have you been talking to anybody today? And Sammy Zayn made the cardinal sin because he lied and he said no. But obviously, Jey Uso already knows. Lally. Quick Becky Lynch promo after this who said she's gonna kill Damage Control versus War Games and we got this amazing War Games video package that was very well done because not only did it explain the rules but it basically said if you miss Survivor Series, you are going to be a sad panda We then came out of this to Raquel Rodriguez and Shotzi who are now best friends I'll tell you this, I do not understand <laughs> this feud between them, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler It was all over the place. Because basically, Beza and Ronda just appeared from nowhere. And they kicked the crap out of them so bad. And they took Raquel's hand. And they kind of slammed it in a flight case. And as we were soon told, oh, she's going to have to go to a local medical facility. That's definitely broken. I mean, they diagnosed this in about three seconds. That's good doctor work. It then turned out it was meant to be Ronda and Shayna taking on Shotzi and Rodriguez. But of course, Raquel wasn't here because she'd gone to the hospital and Shotzi was still like, all right, fine. Well, I'll take you on 2-1-1. And I get this is like being the heart of a baby face, but you also look a little bit stupid. That's especially true because Shots then just got murdered for a while. Now, I didn't really like Shotzi and she got a really good promo after this. I'll talk about it in just one second. But this was someone getting decimated again. Eventually, you fold your arms, you're like, well, what can you even do? And there's an upside to this because Shayna and Rousey are so good together. They should be the tag team champions soon. And they should get into a feud with Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio. And no, I'm not kidding. And of course, the big twist here was that Raquel Rodriguez just happened to walk out halfway through. (laughs) Once again, she did so to her music, which means she must have come back from the medical facility. And she was like, play my music right now. And then she went. But it didn't work. Because Ronda Rousey trapped her in the armbar. Shayna Baszler made Shotzi watch this and Raquel tapped out. I was like, well, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? Now, look, yes, we did have this interview afterwards where Shotzi was really good because she was like, I've been bullied before and I'll be bullied again. But this is the first time I have ever had a friend. I was like, poor Tika Knox. She probably feels like she just got murdered. So there is something to this. But I just do not get this booking where you take your plucky baby face and you kill him every single week. Down. However, I am going to give it up for Ronda and Shayna as a team, so they definitely got something here. Jimmy and Jay were then having a chat backstage, you've got to imagine it was Jay going, you'll never guess what I saw earlier, when it was time for our main event, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre taking on the Usos to see who was going to have the man advantage in war games. Oh, that's pretty flipping good. McIntyre and Sheamus were in control at first because they're hosses. But as we know, Jay Uso has become the master of the blind tag here. So eventually he did do that, which allowed the Usos to take over. He was also able to send the Irishman to the floor. And as soon as he did do that, Sami Zayn walked in. He was all like, uh, Sheamus, you're nothing but a sea mouse. Which is when Jay said, maybe you want to shut up, Sam. I was like, oh no, it's going to happen. Oh, it's also jumped in on this. So here we go. We're moving those chess pieces. And around about the same time, Drew McIntyre got the hot tag and he ran wild. And I tell you, he just wanted to break people's necks because he kept doing neck breakers. De so realized this, so he cast interference and Jimmy was then able to hit Drew with a super kick and they threw him into Simba the Steel steps. But this basically built a hot tag number two, which was Sheamus, and he came in, and he ran wild in exactly the same way that Drew McIntyre had. Although he was obsessed with breaking people's backs. Doing backbreakers. Jay was still able to pull him out the ring, which is like his new signature move, so then McIntyre got bored, so he hit the Claymore on Jimmy. But that's when Jay returned and he was able to hit a super kick, and the tag claxon went off, ha, so Seamus said he was gonna hit a bro kick, but then Sammy Zane was in there trying to stop everything, which is when everyone got into a massive row. It was still a huge error because Seamus killed him, and then Jay hit a super kick for a near fall, and then Zane did get his revenge when he pushed the Irishman off the top, which didn't mean that all of this was insane, and then it got more crazy. Because Sami Zayn was like, I've got an idea. I'm going to give one of the tag team title belts to the Usos and they can use it as a weapon. But Kevin Owens saw this and he went up to him. He's like, what are you doing? You can't do this. So Sami got in the ring with the belt and the ref then noticed him and went, Sami Zayn, you were not allowed. He have to go to the back. And because the referee was distracted, Kevin Owens then slipped in. He hit the stunner onto Jay Uso or Jimmy Uso or one of the Usos. Sheamus ran in with the bro kick and he pinned him for the one, two, three. And the good guys have the advantage, and I was just spinning around because this was absolutely nuts. I mean, the last few minutes of this was just peak WWE because they were telling about 89 stories at once, and it did mean that our good guys are standing tall and they will have the man advantage. And usually, you want that to go to the heels, but look at the people involved here—they're definitely going to make it work. But also, it means the last guy in can be Roman Reigns, and he is the end of level boss. I look forward to that pop. So this really, really was great, and it built up to Survivor Series perfectly. I now can't wait to see it. I am giving it an up. Also, bring the board down. <laughs> it has to be another distraction. WWE does get carried away. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of SmackDown, and are you excited about Survivor Series War Games? Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com, where you can reach up some articles. Follow us on social media, at whatculture, WWE, and Simon at 316 go watch the other ups and downs for the week because I watch wrestling so you don't have to my name is Ivan Walk Culture thank you very much for joining me as always and i look forward to seeing you tomorrow when that's right we up those downs for the survivor series this message comes from bof sponsor ebay you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head turning handbag